attending bar is a bit like riding a bike. Thankfully, too, since I don't think I have brain power for anything more than pouring wine and pulling pints. I probably should have taken a nap after running halfway across the city. I probably should be more freaked out that I was nearly tractored into an alien spaceship. But here we are, working like nothing's any different than it was this morning. Just another day of quasi-covert ops. This insane adventure feels like it's culminating in something wildly out of my grasp. I used to think I know what I know, and I don't know what I don't know. But at this point, I'm starting to wonder if anybody really knows anything. Don't mind me, just flipping my world upside down. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our cell, they were working the bar, and they got some strange news about some of the other burners that have gone missing. Now, most folks have parlayed this off as being it's the thing in the desert and the burn, and people wander off on their own. But it seems as though that there is a common thread amongst all of the ones that are missing. Through conversation throughout the afternoon, through their shift of working, Arcel finds that everyone had headed over to the general location of Fried Marcel and the Eat Me Drink Me camp. Everyone had that common thread of where they went. Rooster has noticed Trevor has the moles that indicates that he might not be who he claims, or maybe he's had an encounter at the Fried Marcel camp. After the shift, everyone is gathered in the back of the bar just outside the door, sharing their information as to who they met and who's missing. It's quite a list of people that have just disappeared. So, Sherlock, uh... You know your buddy, the fish guy? You mean Trevor? Yeah, um... He's got the moles, or is a mole, or moly moly. He, he's got the thing. Or he's not the thing anymore. Yeah. I mean, Trevor's already... Trevor's always seemed kind of like an alien anyway. So no big loss. Okay, cool. He's not that bad. Um, so what are we going to do about this? Wait, Trevor was also definitely on Reverb the other day. Ah, Trevor. Yeah. I'm not surprised by either of these revelations. Hmm. The abduction's problem is a lot bigger than I thought it was. So, if I'm correct, and the date that was put on that transmission that came to the number station is when they're leaving with all of their people that they have the originals of. We have some time, but we don't have a lot of time. And every minute that we let them stay up and operational is a minute that they're luring someone else into their little trap. So I guess there's two problems. Find the people they've already taken and, and get them out of there and stop them from taking anybody else. Based on what I saw when they were trying to take Reagan, my guess 
is that they're probably a little bit something like that uh, computer room in the Matrix, the battery room. They're shaving them all bald and sticking wires in the back of their head? You saw Weber. He's bald now. Completely bald. And covered in goo. So, yeah, actually, I think that's exactly what's happening. They're getting coated in the goo and slipped into a tube and stuck somewhere. Probably somewhere in the ship. So we're thinking the UFO is actually the UFO on top of the camp. Unless we think that there is something like what Rory was talking about where it was underground, which is possible if they were here early enough to do a setup and they did a a dig. Although, if they did a dig, oh, EPA agent. Yeah, that would be against the rules. That would be something to get them shut down on. I, I, I do want to correct you on something, though. It, it's not a UFO, because first of all, it's not flying. And second, if you know it's an alien spaceship, it's not unidentified. I blink hard. I mean, he's technically correct, which is the best kind of correct to be. <laughs> Since Rowan's not on my side, I look to the newbies for help. Reagan takes a shot at tequila. Yeah, so they're giving showers... That means they're they're using a lot of water. I I think I've got the authority to go in and inspect their uh, gray water disposal. If we find any problems, like you know, blue goo leaking out somewhere, I'm sure the BLM would be interested in that. Do do we want to bring the BLM in, in on this? I think that having the the Bureau of Land Management on something like this, when they are as particular as they have demonstrated being, unless the greys are going to drop their mask entirely. I think that anyone who goes in there is going to be at least in a, in a large official capacity. Hmm. How do I put this? If there's enough people that making them disappear would cause a problem as opposed to the ones and twos, I think that these folks are smart enough to not uh, incur that kind of problem. Because otherwise they would just scoop up people en masse and leave. And that's the thing that I think we really need to be aware of. These are smart. They've been doing this for... And Rowan kind of pauses and rubs the center of her forehead. She still has not processed everything that she saw. They've been doing this for thousands of years. At least. What, the abductions? Yeah. Abductions and seeding. Yeah, abductions and maybe replacing people. Yeah. Or things that weren't people yet and are now. Frost takes a shot of tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Rowan looks at the bottle of tequila longingly but doesn't dare. One of my last things, there was a, uh, what they used to call a missing link that uh, we only know from fossils, but they, they seem to be a lot more advanced than expected. The missing link, though, was, like, conceptually missing to our knowledge base, not literally missing to Earth. Oh, no, we found Link. He was passed out under his bunk. Just sort of look at Rooster. Uh, first leave after deployment, my buddy Link got a a little too hard going. Didn't realize German beer is a higher alcohol percentage. So we called him Missing Link, and then he showed up, and... You know, it's funnier if you don't have to explain it. It's funnier when you don't uh, reference something that no one else in the group knows. I haven't talked about Link? No. No. You don't talk about your time overseas. 
Oh no, that was Germany. That doesn't count. That is overseas. By the actual literal definition, that is overseas. Anyway. Anyway, Missing Link was was advanced and stuff. So we get these the BLM to shut this down, and then what? If this has been going on as long as you think it has, I don't understand how we could stop it. Oh, we can't. Here's the thing, Agent Ross. We're not stopping anything. We're delaying it. Or we're winning a skirmish. Everything that we do relates to things that have been happening for hundreds, thousands of years. We've just started getting the know-how to start fighting back. But these are things, entities, powers, knowledge that is older and stronger than humans. So we don't stop it. We just delay it. We keep the light on for one more night. Ross and Regan, that bottle of Termana seems just to be calling you with each word Rowan says. So they're just gonna like do a rewrite and submit the bill for next session is, is I think what Rowan is getting at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, we're, we're pretty good at dealing with uh, disappointment. So we might as well go for it. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. If we can shut them down and we can get those people out, then we have made a difference for those people. Then we've won the battle for those people. And it's not enough, but it's the best that we can do is try and save one or two lives, save 50 lives, save 100 lives. And maybe uh, make them think twice about the next time. Have to actually think about it a little bit. Okay, so what's what's first? Well... If we want to go for the more direct route, we do a, uh, a great water inspection with some of the people that uh, were not recently seen by a gray disguised as a human. Well, I love that plan so far. <laughs> yeah, my brain is still scrambled from the last one. So I'm very much in favor of this idea. Man, do I have to be an eco cop now? You can be the big mean one. Oh, I get to be an eco-cop now. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, I suppose uh, you you mentioned uh, that you should probably go armed. Um, Isn't BLM the group that told you not to bring your guns and you have the guns? So shouldn't we not have the guns when they're there? We don't have guns. What are you talking about? We shouldn't have visible guns unless we need them. Just let them have the technicality. All right, fine. Well, and on a more practical note, having a firearm in one of the two groups, because we are going to have to be in two groups. I was very serious when I said that Reagan and I should not be seen by, well, at least the two who uh, know that I know. Right, so, yeah, um, I should go uh, dig out my uh, G-U-N. I'll just look at Rooster. I look really hard at the bottle of tequila. Don't drink on mission. I'm not drinking on mission. I'm just not looking at Sherlock. Hmm. Why would you not look at me? Um, it's 2 a.m. Do you know where your firearm is? It's it's 5 p.m. and it's in the RV. 
your belief in its ability to stay in its hiding place when a marine feels threatened is adorable. Oh, is that how it is? Well, nope. okay. Let's go. Regardless, Rooster can carry concealed. And if you're being the officious one, River, which you're good at. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's better with it anyway. Um, as much as I hate the suggestion of planting evidence, though, uh, maybe we should take some moop along with us. Uh, hey, Reagan, did you wash all of that down the... We've got some of that blue goo that we can use. <laughs> Reagan's like, how did you know I planted evidence before? Ross and Regan just give each other quick looks, like, <laughs> like concerned what? looks. What do you want? <laughs> what do you know? Rowan's poker face is immaculate. <laughs> Can I human to see if I notice those two do that? This is to see if Rooster learns this about the two characters. All right. In other words, he won't. Holy shit, I got a 12. Uh, out of 18. Yes, you learned something new about Ross and Reagan. Rooster's opinion of the Disaster Twins goes up a little bit. All right. Well, I guess uh, I'm the investigator. Uh, Rooster's the muscle. Um, Ross, I, I'm afraid that makes you the intern. Uh, I don't know if I like this plan. Ha <laughs> ha. Just, you know, just pretend you're taking notes. You remember what we did when we were interns. Or didn't do. More like it. I mean, I definitely have a long list of things that we still haven't done from when we were interns. But being eager made up for a lot of it. Yes. Yeah, that's a good plan. Be eager. And I'm thinking that while uh, the camp is being turned upside down by a bunch of officious people doing an inspection, Reagan and I do some snooping. See if we can't find something like an access hatch or something that'll lead into where people are being held. Carefully. Yeah. So, do you need me on Team Snoop or Team BLM? At the risk of stereotyping a bit, um, you're a lawyer. You can spin the hell out of whatever they're handing you. I need you on Team uh, Officious. Okay, I can do that. Use your powers for evil. It's what we've always wanted. Yeah, yeah. It's chaotic good, not evil. So you gather up your things to get ready to go? Oh, I change out of my outfit. I was going to add that. That was the next thing I was going to ask about. It. Ross, are you going to go be an officious three-inch shorts, gold lame short person? So you're putting on clothes is what you mean? Yes. Um, I'll go change into just like a dress shirt. Look like a lawyer who's on vacation or something. I'll put on a shirt that actually has sleeves. It's a t-shirt, not a tank top. And Agent River, are you going to be wearing your fancy hat? No, I I guess for this I'm just going to be wearing a, an EPA ball hat. You're only going to be wearing an EPA ball cap? And my clothes. Okay, I was starting to wonder what kind of ball cap it was. Baseball. I looked down a little bit. Okay, if you say so. Oh, you are... You're reaching there, buddy. Definitely. No, reaching. no, I'm not. My hand is all the way back here. And we call Ross and Reagan the Disaster Twins. Damn. Oh, no, it's okay. I don't know where my other hand is. Stare at River. Really? We still need to talk about that at some point. Let's go. Do we? 
No, but this way I can keep holding it over him. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, let's go. River, are you going to call Matheson to see about getting some additional support? I will call Matheson and at least tell her uh, I, I'm concerned about this, this camp and I want to check it out. And does she want to be involved? Hell yes. And I will send over a, a, a small inspection crew to check things out. Arcel gathers and heads out toward Fried Mars cell. River, Rooster, and Ross, you split from Regan and Rowan and kind of come around through the front where Regan and Rowan hang back a little bit. You see there, there is a UTV vehicle with four folks dressed in khakis and collared shirts. And uh, one of them has a black windbreaker on that says BLM and, you know, bright yellow letters on the back walks toward you. You saw this guy in the office, uh, River. He waves, hey, redacted, got your message. Hey, nice to see you again. How's it going? Um, so what's going on? Well, this this camp, apparently their thing is, is giving people showers. Okay. And a couple of my friends went in there and they, they thought that they weren't using, you know, just, just plain, ordinary uh, water and detergents. There might be some kind of weird chemicals going on. And, you know, just thinking about the amount of water they're likely to be using, I just thought it would be a good idea to give them an extra checkout. He looks back at the camp. I don't see any tanks. Do you think there's tanks in that in that superstructure there? I guess they must be. Well, I don't think it would hurt for us to, to check it out. You see one of the junior techs from your department, one of the ones that were voluntold to come out, is here and kind of looking around. They seem to be having a good time with the other folks from the BLM that are here as well. So uh, you want to go ahead and take lead, and we once once you uh, bring it to their attention, then we'll kind of fan out and see if we can see anything? Uh, sure. That's fine. You head into the camp, and there's some folks walking about and you see that there is a large woman. She comes up to you and, hi, hi welcome, welcome to Fried Marcel. Are you guys looking to get a, uh, to get a wash? You guys want to get something to wet your whistle? I'm going to bring up my badge and say, uh, hi, uh, I'm uh, Agent Redacted with EPA, seconded to BLM. We're just uh, doing a moop check. Oh. Okay, we, uh, we're pretty good on that. I don't think that would be any problem. And she, like, looks around, and you see a fellow in a blue and yellow jumpsuit hanging back, but still looks like he's a member of the, of the camp. Can you show me to the gray water system for your saucer thing? I, I think we can. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, Pavo, uh, can I show them where we, where we put the water? And he looks around and after a few moments of thought, yeah, yeah, sure, go ahead. And points up the ramp. She turns and starts to walk up the ramp. Come, come on, uh, follow me. You guys can, you know, check out everything on the camp. Everything's, everything should be in order. But if there's anything wrong, please let us know. And we'd happily, happily, uh, you know, fix it or, or resolve it. Okay, great. Thanks for your cooperation. 
quite okay. And uh, she walks up into the main area of the saucer building. It's circular and inside you see it's segmented and there's a few doors. She hits a button, all of the doors open up kind of at the same time. And you see that there are rooms beyond that look like shower and cleaning rooms. Um, you guys can check check these out and uh, I'll show you where the, the tanks are. Um, the tanks are below. All right, everybody go ahead and give me a search roll. 33 out of 40. 35 out of 53. 20 out of 46. You're looking through this entire area and you do not see any leaks in these rooms. You do see that there are, you know, shower heads. There is a high pressure wash part in here. Ross, you find a compartment door off of one of the rooms that wasn't opened up and it seems to be stuck. There is a small hole, maybe an inch in diameter. Uh, hey boss, talking to River. Yeah, what what you got? Uh, this door's not open. It's kind of seems like it's stuck. You think we could think we could open this? That's just the utility, like the lights and whatnot, and uh, you know our, our pressure gauges. I don't have the key for it. I'm I'm sorry. Is there like a padlock on it or something, or is it what's it look like? It's just a hole in the door with a one-inch diameter. I want to get my phone out and turn on the flashlight and shine it through and try to see if I can see anything through there. You see what looks to be a reflection, like a convex reflection, almost like there's glass or a lens inside. Is this a camera? No, no. Um, the, the key is an optical key. It utilizes, uh, you know, a light and frequency. The guy that helped design this is he's pretty out there. He's pretty wild. So who has the key? Um, I could I could go down and I could see if if uh, Zeta Herculean has it. Yeah, let's go. I'll kind of walk, get up, start walking, kind of like put my arm around him and just. So you do you escort him down, leaving River and Rooster upstairs. Is anybody from Fried Marcel with us right now? No. Is anybody from BLM with us right now? No. Okay, what do you want me to break? You're the expert. You're the one who will know what looks bad. Just tell me what to break and I'll break it. Yeah, I, I just want to figure out a way to, to simulate some kind of leak. Okay. So is there a water pipe or something? You do see that there is the pressure washers as well as the shower head. Rooster, go ahead and give me a luck roll. 55? Oh, no! It's at a, a threshold of 50. Your finger would fit perfectly. Your index finger would fit perfectly into the that circular area. Oh, I thought about that and then thought bad. You also realize that the tiny little uh, small tactical flashlight that you carry also would fit. Yeah, I'm pretty attached to these five fingers now that I'm down to five. I'll go ahead and try using the flashlight. Just sort of poke. You put the flashlight in and turn it on and the lights in the room change. 
the volume of light changes. It softens. It goes from a hard white blue light to yellow light. And it's a warm light, not a cold light. Does Barry White start playing or something? You are getting a warm feeling in your chest, both of you. Not not something that you're you're necessarily concerned about, but it's still like, hmm. Like, yeah, it's a an odd feeling, and you both recognize this. If I were to instead of gently insert the flashlight, but do it swiftly, could I break the lens that was in there? It's too deep. I pull the flashlight out to see if the light changes again. It does not change. Rooster, what did you do? Uh, poked something into a hole. Um, of course you did. Yeah, um, quick, tell me what to break. Because I thought maybe I could break that lens that was in there you were talking about, but it's too deep. Um, can you open the door? Is there, like, anything I can tell that I might be able to open this door? No. You're kind of stuck. It's kind of like the monkey trying to beat on the uh, Macintosh, trying to get the the files out of it, because they think the files are actually inside. Oh, wait, that was Zoolander. Do I have anything that, that looks like it's about the right uh, size and shape to... Yeah, the necklace that you were given that has the Rupert's drop on it. Uh, here, here, try this. What is... Why do you have a giant glass sperm? It's... it's art. Sure. Let's go with that. I turn it and try and... And I shove the sperm into the hole. It seats nearly perfectly. There is a strange mechanical buzz. And you hear a light beeping coming from beyond the door. Nothing changed other than that. Can we move the door? Door does not move at the moment. But you know it's a lens, so maybe light through it. I'm gonna take my flashlight out again and try and shine the light end instead of the butt end into the hole through the Rupert's drop thing. Ross, you are accompanied downstairs and you see there's people all like a lot of the non-camp members bolted because there's only about five people here plus the members of the BLM. She walks up to the tall guy. She's quickly talking to him. It's kind of under, you know, under their breath. You can barely make out what they're saying. Are you going to try to to snoop or are you just going to try to keep him distracted? Uh, I'm going to stand back looking official like I'm patiently waiting for the key which I asked them to get. And if I need to make a law roll or bureaucracy roll or something to keep them here longer, I will. I'm going to not require that you do that because your skill is high enough and you're making shit up as you go along. They are going to believe you at this point. Rowan and Regan, you have wandered your way around to the back portion of the camp. Almost, it's not like the alleyway itself, but you know, you've you've come around from the back where there are the campsites and the tent sides are rolled up. You don't see any vehicles here under any kind of camps or underneath any monkey huts. 
seems like there's no initial vehicle coming into here. You see that there's one or two people looking up at the saucer from underneath because it is set up on pylons, you know, maybe eight pylons that are holding it up. So I think that we're trying to look a little bit like the looky-loos and while looking like tourists, basically looking for any access panels or something that we might be able to use to find an inner part of the saucer. It is smooth. Give me a search roll for, for both of you. Ooh. Uh, that is 16 out of 56. Excellent. Reagan? Uh, I got a 37 on 40. Excellent. The panels that are, are there are very well concealed, if you will. It's hard to make out where one stops and one ends, but you're able to see this panel. It is uh, rectangular and it doesn't have any way that you can pry it open. Then you hear a click and it drops open and four aluminum or metal style boxes fall to the ground. I want a dodge roll for Rowan and Regan. Uh, 21 out of 50. Dodge, da, 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 dodge. Ooh, that would be a 54 on uh, 30. Ooh. Go ahead and roll 1d4 for me, please. You mean I gotta get a different die? Yes. Oh my. It's a three. You take three points of damage as one of these hits you square in the chest and drives you to the playa ground. It's heavy. It's about the size of an oversized luggage. It's roughly three and a half foot tall, four foot wide, and about 18 inches deep. And the others fall alongside you like dominoes. You hear a click and you see another panel open up and four more pop out. I'm more focused on the fact that there's a big heavy box on top of Reagan right now, so I'm gonna scramble over there and try to like roll it off of her. Go ahead and give me a strength roll. Hmm, that's a 75 out of 50. It's too heavy. Ugh, hate that. I'm gonna, you said there were a couple other people that were here also doing the looky-loo thing. Yes, they're looking over like, oh, and they're kind of shocked wave them over like, you two, come help me get this off of her. Do that thing that you're supposed to do in emergency situations and give them a direct order. One of them, you think might be one of River's fellow colleagues or junior techs, comes over and the three of you are able to lift it off of Reagan. And then I'm going to look to see, so you said that there were the four that popped out, including the one that hit Reagan. There were four more. Have any more fallen out while we were getting these off of her? No, just the total of eight right now. I'm going to first check on Reagan because I want to make sure that she's not dying. <laughs> Ow. Okay, you can you can talk. That's a good start. How you doing? That was really heavy. Oh, and she's like moving all of the going like joint by joint, just like out, 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 trying to like set up. You think you might have cracked a rib. She grabs the appropriate rib zone. And it's like, that's that's not a good, that's a bad sign. Something's something's not right right here. We should probably get that wrapped up as soon as we can. 
but I'm yeah, I'm starting to shift over toward the box because I'm looking at it, and from that description, it makes me think that it's big enough to fit someone if they were folded up pretty small. Would these have these boxes kind of have the bearing of like half of a large magician's box where you would put a person in and then saw them in half? Uh, it's skinnier. It's more like luggage. I'm gonna put hands on it and try to find like some kind of catch or something to open a box. Give me a luck roll. Uh, that is 31 out of 50. By chance, you're able to get your fingers into a little indent and just the pressure alone pops open the top. And there is a antiseptic smell that comes out of it. You look inside and you see a forearm bent over a right forearm. And then you see a second right forearm and then a third. They're all covered in this blue goo. Rowan is going to take a second after that to just like, she's staring down at it, processing what she's seeing. Okay. Are you going to touch one of the arms or, or kind of like looking a little bit deeper? Yeah, I'll kind of like shift and look to get a better angle on what's going on. I I imagine the goo is fairly opaque, so it's harder to see through. It is. So you reach in and Regan, you're standing now. You see one of the other BLM guys heads over and the EPI guy head over to the other boxes and they're looking at it and guys like, oh, what's this? Rowan and Regan, you see that when you move one of the arms, it's still attached to a body because you see that there is a neck bent at a nasty angle. Hey, Regan, I think these might be bigger on the inside. (laughs) Oh, why? As you hear bubbling and groaning from within, and you see, like, it's moving inside, it's squirming, and you see one of the arms kind of reaches out and opens up its hand, like, reaching for someone, and another hand reaches out. I'm gonna push aside all of the horror movies that I've ever seen and, like, grab one of the forearms and just start pulling, be like, get them out, get them out. It falls on its side and you end up pulling them out. We will call this non-consensual yoga or folding people's clothes while people are still wearing them, but they're not wearing any clothes other than a pair of boxer briefs. Even the female that's stuffed in here as well. They are wrapped in a spiral, very similar to cinnamon rolls covered in blue goo. Does the, the BLM and the EPA people, do they do they see this? And how are they reacting to three bodies, one tiny box? Very large eyes and an open mouth. Ross, there is an alarm that goes off that you presume because all five of the people down here all look up into the, the saucer up the ramp. Uh, what's that? We need to take care of some things. If you can give us a moment. Uh, I'm going to follow you, I think, is what's going to happen. No, you could stay here. The large woman and the guy in blue uh, head up the ramp. I follow them. Rooster and River, the lights changed and the door opened. Beyond the door, you see a very small seat 
and a large window or a screen, if you will. So we're looking at the back of the seat and at the screen? No, you're looking at the side because it looks like this is a cockpit and you've entered in from the side. Like someone would slide into here. Can we see anything out the window or screen? No, it's all dark. There's no lights on here except for one and it's kind of flashing. I want to take a closer look at that. It has weird characters that are flashing on the light. You're not entirely sure what they are, but the sounds of feet coming up the stairs draws your attention. How much time do I have? Do I have like two seconds or do I have like 10 seconds? About 10 seconds. I grab the butt of my flashlight and smash it into the screen. I would like to say that I'm following behind them and trying to be a little noisy so maybe they slow down a little bit, but I'm assuming it's not going to work too well. Everyone's phone gets a text message, but I know that you're all working on something. Rooster, you start smashing and the screen starts to break and chip away. And then I put my flashlight away so that I'm not the one that did it. River. No time to react, really. Um, I want to get my drop back. Okay. You pull the drop out, and the door closes, and the lights go back to normal. Rowan and Reagan, the panels shut, but there's still the boxes out here. Did I hear the text message come in? Yes. I'm going to grab for my phone and quickly look at it, just because... If someone is sending me a text, it's probably one of my team members and they might need help in this second. So I'm going to take a quick second to look at it. Says Alphonse. Go, oh shit, and immediately open the text message. Complete what you can by 2200 local time. If incomplete, then abort. Comms will be severed. Program operation on site. Do not interfere. Observe, report. All comm grid will be dark at 2345. Maybe for days. Go under, blend and exfil with community, but not before. Repeat, do not interfere with program. I would say that I think Ross also would have maybe glanced at his smartwatch when the text, when he felt the vibration. It's from Alphonse. You don't know an Alphonse. Well, you do know an Alphonse. Alphonse is this really cute waiter that uh, works downtown. Why is he texting you? I ignore it. I will text back after wiping my hand on my pants as quickly as I can. Drugs or grays? Which one is theirs? You get a message from Sam. Shit is going down with the dog. Be open. I'll text him back. Got it. Thank you for the clarification. That was Sam, not Alphonse. No, I know, but that tells me which one is probably the program. River. You get another follow-up message as well, like right away. What are River and, and Rooster doing in here now? Well, you said we had about 10 seconds. I was yes. smashing things, shoved my flashlight in my pocket, got out of the way before the door closed, I hope. Okay, you did. And I figured that's about 10 seconds. You have your Rupert drop. Yeah, I, I'm going to put that around my neck again, reach my, for my phone... But then stop doing that when, when people arrive. Everyone comes out. The tall woman comes out and looks at you. Um, did you find anything? 
Um, the, the lights changed colors a couple times, but we were waiting for you to bring the key. There was a beeping behind this. She turns back and looks at the tall guy, and he just kind of nods and runs down the stairs. Ross, he's he's leaving you. He's heading downstairs again. Uh, I'm going to follow him. Okay. He's heading around back, and there are some, like, tarps and whatnot set up underneath here to make it look like a camp. And he heads around through one of the tarps around to the back. Rowan and Regan, you see that there's this very tall guy. The tall guy in the blue and yellow jumpsuit comes out and he just stops. Like, he stops quickly. I stand up straight, slipping my phone back into my pocket and holding my hands loosely at my sides. And he's just staring. Well, the BLM isn't going to be happy about this. I look at all of the blue goo on the ground. Yeah, this looks like the sort of thing that gets camp shut down, now doesn't it? And he doesn't say a word. He just turns and walks slowly back. He disappears behind the tarp. Ross, you see the others, members of the camp, kind of all walk toward a huddle, if you will. Except for the the tall, Brumhilda-looking one who's upstairs still with River and Rooster. So he goes back past me. Looks like he's going back towards the saucer. Yes, they've huddled outside of the saucer. Uh, I'm going to stay close to the jumpsuit guy and just kind of observe for now. And like, I'll make eyes with Rowan and then follow him. Did they leave us in the saucer? The big woman is now leaving. Excuse me, did you you get that key? No, we weren't able to get the key. Um, He's somewhere else on the playa. I'm sorry, I don't have that right now. What are you hiding? I don't have the key. I'm sorry. We need to break the door down? She just walks away from you. Let's just follow her. Before she does, I want to lean over to River and go, open it. I, I hand him the drop. I shove the drop in, shine my light. It opens up. Another compartment opens up outside and dumps four more containers out. Inside, I'm going to yell, Oh my god, the door just opened! What is this? You hear the heavy steps of her running back in. What is this? It's like a chair. And what is that? A broken TV? Yeah, they're taking the alien spaceship theme really far, aren't they? Yeah. You see her chewing on her lips. Now you have it open, is... Did you find anything inside worthy of an investigation? I'm not sure, did we? Are there any buttons we can press? There's lots of buttons you could push. Is there any buttons that uh, particularly stand out? No, actually, honestly, no. Most of them are actually fairly flush, except for the one that had all of the lettering on it. Oh, that was a button? That was a button. And it was was lighting up before? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to push that one. Okay. You push it. The lights go red. What does this do? I don't know. And she starts to back away. And then she turns and starts to run down the stairs. Rooster, I think it might be time to leave. We skedaddle. The pylons lift off the ground. And it's still staying up. And all of you are looking at it like, what the frick? I had followed the jumpsuit guy when he left Rowan. Would I be inside the saucer or still outside? 
No, they're outside the saucer. They were actually meeting in the camp area okay. on the ground. Now they all look up at it and they all start to walk slowly out of the camp, out onto the main road of the playa. I'm going to grab Reagan's hand and pull her out from underneath the saucer. Because I don't know what the propulsion system on this thing is, and I'd like neither of us to be vaporized as I holler to the other official people, Back up! Back up! River and Rooster, give me a athletic rolls. Ought six out of 31. 18 out of 70. As you're running, you see the the ramps are beginning to close and you're able to slide and dive and slide out of the structure. When the doors close, it sounds like a freight train. And then it's silent. And now the camp is open to the sky as it got about 50 feet up and it disappeared. Now see, Rooster, that was a flying object, but I still don't think we can call it unidentified. Too bad we didn't have an anti-tank rocket. Are any of the saucer people still... Are, are they out on the playa road? Are they still here? They seem to have left. Like, walking around. They kind of hightailed out into the city. I would not have kept my tail on the jumpsuit guy because I would have been distracted by a giant spaceship flying into the sky. I think that's fair. Okay. How many boxes are here? Twelve boxes. I'm going to look at Reagan. Well, that's a motherfucker, but let's get these things open. Do we see them over there? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I head back to where I last saw Rowan. So, um, it was a spaceship. I just look at him, look up at the sky, look at him again, deadpan. No shit, Sherlock. Stick up my hand. Aliens. I know I've been saying that. Help me get these people out of the goo, please. There are th about three people to every one of those boxes. Oh, shit. How? Holy... Yes, let's go. How do you open these things? I'll show him where, where, the, where the little uh, indent is and show him how to press your fingers into it and lift it up. Inside, you see people contorted in these boxes, devoid of hair and wearing boxers. Important question, are they Hanes or Fruit of the Loom? The label that's listed on the back says U.S. government. There it is. Uh, get with the program, dudes. Okay, um, I'm really sorry. I'm gonna get you out of here. I'm gonna try not to touch anything important. And I start trying to haul people out. Here, Rooster, let me give you... Let me help you. With a concerted effort, everybody is able to dislodge these 36 people from these tiny boxes. Is Trevor one of them? Yes. Are they alive and bones unbroken? Yes. I don't think I'm going to ask how. Ironically, they all need a shower now. I'm going to step aside from the rest of the group as the 36 people are being removed in the worst unboxing video in the history of ever. 
with the possible exception of Pandora's box, step aside and actually call the number that I have for Charlie. It picks up quickly. Rowan? We have 36 people who were held in gray boxes in blue goo, contorted together. We have some normals who have seen it. The saucer is gone. And there are five greys in human form wandering around looking like people and hiding in the burn. I know what two of them look like immediately, and I can probably pick out the other three. Ignore them. People are safe, yes? 36 of them. I don't think that was everyone. But we were able to save 36. Let them go. Anything else is going to draw too much heat. Step back. Act in defense. Go undercover. Do we have any way to extract the people who have clones of themselves running around now? Ain't that going to be some shit? It's going to be some shit. Get their names, tag them, interview them later. Yes, sir. Program will be on site very soon. Something about a pearl. Maybe observe, but do not interfere. This comes from the top top. Do you know if it has to do with the hound or with the greys? I don't know. Okay. Fucker's lying. I can hear it all over his voice, but I'm going to let him think that I don't know. When the people are being attended to and, and we know they're okay, I will get around to checking my phone. It's from the ranch. Wolf in the hen house, all flee. I text back fucking inscrutable code words. E. Wallach, disconnect all info. Someone on the inside knows. We've been sold. All right. Our first priority right now is helping these people. Rooster's already trying to set up a triage station, getting whoever's nearby to grab stuff to wrap them up, clean them off, check for injuries. I'm going to grab the BLM person who was close by and saw everything, the poor fucker, and be like, I need you to radio the rangers. We need medical transport. Can you do that for me? And we need the cleanup of all whatever this stuff is. Oh no. He's still staring at you. He hasn't said a word. I'll look at him. Do I recognize the signs of basically catatonia from not processing what they just saw? Yeah, he might be processing your, but he's not registering anything here. Lights are on, but nobody's home. All right, I'm going to grab for the radio that's on his belt and pull it up. I don't know a whole lot of radio etiquette, but Rowan would know enough to, to call and be like, we need medical at Camp Fried Marcel immediately. As many vehicles as you can get here. You hear affirmative responses chirp back. ETA 10 minutes and start getting these people at least a little bit cleaned off, wrapped up, follow up on what Rooster's doing with his triage, get people out of the sun. Yeah, Rooster is at this point going full gunnery sergeant mode, yelling at anybody nearby to start getting this moving. I'll go across to eat me, drink me, and and, uh, ask them if they can get, get us water. The community rallies quickly. One thing that you find and most folks understand is that Americans are very good at acute disasters and horrible at long-term things. 
as people showed up to clean off these people that were stuffed in boxes. Some of them still have their hair. It seems as though that none of them have any outward signs of injuries. Once the community starts like triaging things and people are sitting wrapped in blankets or coats or whatever, I'm going to pull out my, my handy dandy notebook and start going around and getting people's names and addresses to start following up on them after all of this is over, but also keeping a weather eye out because looking at my watch, we've got maybe four hours before we have to cut loose and get out of sight before the program is here. Rooster comes up to Rowan. He has his phone out and goes, you got this too? Yeah. We need to get scarce now? Not yet. We have until 10 o'clock. You got it, boss. Which means we need to do as much as we can for these people before that, including get as much information as possible. Charlie doesn't know whether it's the hound or the greys that they're following up on, but either way, we need to be scarce from here soon. But I want to follow up on these people who have... And she said she lowers her voice. These people who now have clones of themselves running around. Right. Yeah, so be, be gentle. He turns and goes, Hey, you! Just standing there with your jaw open! Do something useful! And starts charging off toward whatever poor fucker happened to be standing there. His head's kind of moving back and forth, and, like, you kind of shook him out of out of his shock. And Rose just over here like, and this is why I use the weaponized sergeant and don't have him pointed in my direction. Regan, the gentleman that you're helping, his eyes are open, and he kind of, like, shakes his head and looks at you. You've got really pretty hair. Thanks. Are you, uh, are you doing okay? Are you... What happened? Well, we're not, we're not entirely sure, but, um, you're gonna be okay. Dude, I was, I was dancing, and next thing I know, there was this tiny little bug thing, and, uh, fuck yoga, man. Shit was not sick at all. You know, um, you get you gotta find the right class for you, I think is is probably how that goes down. But um You're not supposed to lick the opposite side of your elbow, but I'm pretty fucking sure I did. It could be a new skill you've got. This could be a party skill. The guys at the APA are gonna fucking love this. Yeah, I mean, you know, it could be a fun little party trick. I uh <laughs> I'm sure you can you can find a better yoga class. And maybe you'll learn some other bendy moves too. You know, you know, it's good to be bendy. This is the last time I'm gonna listen to a chick about yoga. Oh yeah, I mean, don't listen to people. Like, don't. Everybody wants to go on a hike for a first date. Never do it. It's always terrible. Yeah, no, no. I like the hikes. The hikes are nice. Uh, you want to go on a hike? I'm. I'm actually good. I've had a rough day, you know. I think you might have had a rough day, too. <sighs> yeah, I guess. I guess you can't shoot all your shots, right? Uh... Did, were you shooting a shot with the person who told you to go do yoga? Yeah. I'm dumb. It happens to the best of us. No, oh, I'm so fucking dumb. And he puts his head in his hands. Oh, so I guess that's what my asshole looks like. She just kind of, 
do, do you mind if I just, I, 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 and she kind of like gently holds her hand over his back to kind of like lightly soothe him, waiting for him to be like, yes, please. Yeah, 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 all right. Okay, so she, she strokes his back to comfort him a little bit. Oh, hey, is Trevor hitting on you? Yeah, well, that happens. He's, he's having a rough day. Uh, I know that voice. Yeah, it's me. Redacted, what are you doing here? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm helping the, the BLM out. Oh, that's right. You're working. I'm not working. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm helping some people who got messed up a little bit. Oh, I don't remember. What's all this blue shit? Um, I don't know, but it's not supposed to be here. Oh, man, are we going to have to fill out? I'm not going to fill out a report. It's my fucking day off. No, you don't have to fill out a report. You're not working. I have to fill out a report. Okay, good. Rowan, you're able to gather everybody's information. River and Reagan, you console Trevor. And everybody's able to kind of talk to, you know, all of these people a little bit. None of them really have a memory of what happened. That's probably for the best. I'm keeping a very close eye on my watch, though, and as soon as it hits, like, 9 o'clock, I'm going to catch everyone's look and do the, the round him up head him out gesture. A couple pickup trucks and SUVs show up and UTVs show up as well, all bearing rangers, and some of them have different flags on their vests. And from the people that are there, because, again, this is kind of a take-charge kind of community, they didn't wait for Rowan to uh, talk to the Rangers. They started saying, you know, these people need assistance. And, you know, the people are now being uh, looked after by professionals. And honestly, now that the Rangers are here and other people are stepping up, knowing that the program tends to work in areas of authority, Rowan is going to catch the eye of all of her people and be like, we need to go. It's time. Hey, so Alphonse, one of your alphabet people, I guess? Alphonse is the alphabet person. He's the leader of A-Cell. Oh, is this like a hierarchy? The ABCs are at the top of the, the food chain. The rest of us are just sort of scattered on the floor. Yeah, let's talk about this back in the turtles. We're not West Wing in this one. Let's not walk and talk. Fine by me. Regan grabs her side and hobbles off. I got something else you need to know about, though. Okay, let's talk about it back in the RV. As we start to go, Rooster turns around and goes, Hey, hippies! Hydrate! And then gives a precise about face and walks off. Water bottles and camelbacks have a sip taken from them. Even the rest of RSL reaches for their hydro flasks nearby, almost as though that it's a subliminal command. Rooster, this is not following us onto other missions. Understand? Yes, ma'am. Good. I don't know. It's not a bad idea. It's a terrible idea when it's not my idea. Yes, ma'am. Ugh, stop yes ma'aming me. It makes me feel gross. Yes, ma'am. Then don't pull authority on us. Hmm... She just starts walking. Hey, glasses. Hmm? Hydrate. She flips him off over her shoulder with the left hand to be an extra dick about it. 
you make it back to the queen's geese and turtles all the way down and uh, you're able to make it into the the rv with no one really harassing you get in lock the door perch on the edge of the little table seating area and look at river all right what have you got um well they're being real obscure about it but it looks like the ranch is compromised somehow Weber. One of the Webbers. I'd bet anything. You gonna go check out the Weber that you know is still on Playa? Yeah. Someone wanna come with me or am I gonna go do brain shenanigans by myself? Oh, I want in on this. Cool. Well, uh, do, do, do you want more backup? Uh, I feel like we, sh- we should stop leaving Ross alone. Seconded, thirded, written in stone. Let's all head over that direction. Meander our way past some food, because I'm sure all of us are pretty hungry. We missed dinner in the midst of all of that. We're blending in now, or at least we will as soon as we deal with this situation. Oh, I wonder if there's more mistakes being made. Mm, I certainly hope so. All right. Well, there's five bikes back here. Let's do this the quick way. Let's. Reagan is just like, ha ha ha, I'm not getting on a bike with a broken rib. Oh, that's a good point. Do you feel like walking all that way? Because uh, now's not a good time for us to be separated, my friend. No, I uh I got a backpack here. Hop on. Oh, God, this is going to be terrible. I mean, she she will willingly get on any vehicle, but physically riding a bike is probably a very bad idea for her right now. All right, hold hold on. Give me five minutes. And Rooster leaves the RV. Rooster comes back in and waves, and Random has a two-seater pedal trike out front. If this does not come back to me, I will find out where you live, and I will make sure you do not sleep, because I will play Happy Hardcore at 5.30 in the morning every morning. Oh, I'm pretty sure Rowan knows where he lives, so you can just ask Rowan. And, uh, joke's on you, I don't sleep. Oh, hmm-hmm. Make sure it comes back, though. It'll come back. There's all kind of lights on this two-person trike, pedal trike, as well as a basket and a small trundle seat on the back for people to ride on. Rooster hops in the driver's seat. I'll get in and help pedal. Looks at Reagan. Where you want to go, Miss Daisy? Oh, boy, howdy. Never do that again, Rooster. Noted. Reagan hauls herself into a into a seat and is like, let's get this over with. This is going to be terrible. Actually, the ride isn't that bad. The shocks on this custom trike is pretty comfortable. And, you know, you're kind of being carted around like royalty. So maybe kind of get used to it. Glad to hear it. It takes some time, but you do make it out to the opposite end of the playa where... Weber and Bear's RV is, and there's a light on in the RV, and the screen door is open as it's gotten dark now, and the electric light circus and uh, things that are happening outside are all around. Glasses, we going in nice or fast? Fast. Rooster makes to go crack his knuckles, and then looks at his arm, shrugs, walks up to the door. And with one hand, just slams the door open. Yells, up and out up! 
Inspection! You see Agent Bear with a cup of coffee just looking at you and Weber scrambling to stand up and his legs are wobbling. He's dressed in clothes again. Instincts run deep, don't they? Once a Marine, always a Marine. Al looks over. What, um, what's going on? Shit's getting fucky. Yeah. You hear about some of it? He flashes his phone, and you see Wolf in the Henhouse all flee. Okay, do you know what that means? Yes. Do you know what's going on? No. Can I human to see if he's lying to me? Sure. Was the text a text that he sent or one that he received? One that he received. Okay. Uh, human is 36 out of 63. Reverse numbers are fun. He is not lying. Look at him, kind of nod a little bit, and then turn my attention to Weber. Weber's standing and looking around and, and kind of like catches himself. The shit was that? Why, why did you... And he kind of like shoots a nasty look at Rooster. Rooster's glaring at him gunny style. So what's going on? Apparently there's a wolf in the hen house. What does that mean? Hell if I know. Al, like, uh, um, can we talk outside, me and you? Yeah. Come on. And he walks past everybody with, with River. You guys get outside and a couple steps away from the door. I don't know who sent the message, but that's one of the protocols to cut ties. It seems as though that someone has, uh sold our information out or we have a uh, a mole or an informant within our group okay well I haven't been doing this that long but I did read the the readme file did you there's a readme file yeah dude if you go up on top it's one of the attachments it's pinned but now it's not all that shit's gone that explains why you didn't get a lot of oh man he puts his hand on your shoulder and laughs we're gonna have to figure out who who's on the inside Without being in touch with anybody. We'll have ways. People people start, this isn't the first time that we've had a breach. We'll probably have somebody else reach out soon and a small congregation and build from there. We've got our own cells within cells, right? Yeah, and you just have to make sure not to include the wolf in one of them. Yep. I'm going to need another new phone, aren't I? Yeah. Sorry. Inside, Weber... Did did everything get taken care of? Uh, uh, Al told me about Spider J's gone. Oh yeah, what did he tell you about that? Uh, he said that he's not on Playa anymore. That you guys took care of it. You could say that. Yeah. Um. Did you guys find out what happened with the box? The box that I was in. Oh, yes. They've gone home. You mean they've gone home? Like, did they just leave? Did we let them go? Let's a kind of strong word. You know, it turns out you push the right button and and it goes home. I mean... Actually, I, I, I shouldn't say they went home. Their ship went home. What? Their ship? I'm confused. And he rubs his head. Yeah, welcome to the business. The business is all kinds of fucky. Hey, Weber, I need to check something. Okay. You've been acting a little bit confused and everything. Just want to do a quick check-in on you. Uh, do you mind if we move into a slightly darker area? Yeah, sure. 
Come on. And I'll lead him back into like the little hallway that's, I think, dim enough that I can pull my glasses off. Okay. And pull my glasses off so that I can meet his eyes directly and be like, and just checking to see if you have a concussion or anything like that. Just relax and breathe. Okay. Just checking right. in on you. <sighs> As he starts to relax, possibly even going into the yoga breathing that might have been part of all of this, reach out into his mind with a, with a single question. Are you the wolf? Go ahead and give me a power roll. Oh, that was too close for comfort. Uh, 52 out of 55. Okay. You do lose a willpower point. Current, not maximum. That doesn't start to disappear yet. I don't like... Okay. You ask that question and you get more confusion and you see... You don't see his memory in boxes. It's kind of like the other memories that you've encountered. Like with Neville, where everything was very chaotic when you've entered other people's minds. And it's almost like a chaos where things are always moving, but not in clean boxes. You get an image of him interrogating a man, interrogating a Russian. Is this the same Russian that I saw in the clone's memory? Yes, but it's inverted. He's with the CIA agent interrogating a Russian about their activities. This guy is not a traitor. The clones might have some different ideas. Some different memories. Also, you get the idea, you get the feeling that in, in the memory, he has not gone anywhere. He's only been here recovering and he's still confused trying to piece things together. But your face, your name, everybody's face and name is together in a bundle. And that's not a brand new memory. It's not very old, but it's there. The other one, the clone, knows about our cell. Pull back a little bit, blinking a few times, and just nod a little bit to myself, put my glasses back on. You seem to be doing better. I know things are... I'm, like, struggling to maintain composure while I'm thinking about all of this just as fast as possible. Um... I know all of this is really confusing. Getting some some rest, I think, is gonna help. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry I couldn't help out. I feel horrible. You're. You've helped a lot more than I think you know. It's okay. Is it? It will be. All right. I'm actually gonna like guide him to go and sit on one of the beds. Why don't you just go ahead and get some rest? We've got this. Ross and Reagan, you guys are kind of like looking out the window, just kind of taking all this in. And you see a black SUV drive by with a red bulb, like a red light on the dash. Go to another camp and you see a couple more of them appear. And the people that pop out of them are wearing black windbreakers with big yellow letters on the back that say DEA. Would we recognize if that is uh, an appropriately DEA windbreaker? Yes. Is it? Yes. Okay. It seems, though, that there's a DEA raid at the burn.
I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 5 is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey, and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voshkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Shrek Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, Miki Maki, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews85, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, and Phoenix Team Handler Dennis. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quests and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quests and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors. The grand ball making ghouls of us all. <laughs>